So I was just looking at the uh, the, the, the teases from iHeart, the iHeart Radio app. Okay, so this is when various groups have released their albums. They're replaying their album release party. They're not all coming out with albums right now. Okay, I thought Ed Sheeran and Jason Aldean were all having a new album come out tonight. I thought, holy mm. crap, that'd be huge for music, but no, I was misled. Uh, it's just a lot of cool music that's out there if you want to listen to it. Anyway, um, this I didn't realize this is happening today. All across the United States, states will be watching Georgia, which becomes the first state to reopen businesses today. His other set are, and uh, the other businesses, the few that aren't going to open, will be setting plans in motion to get open. But um, so Georgia's opening up today, and the world will be watching to see what happens. And as usual, as you watch, you will have to do a little homework because you will have wildly distorted uh, interpretations and stories put in front of you as uh, you know. The statistics take shape. I'm Jane Fonda here in Atlanta where everyone is dead, Joe. Here it is, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. Every Atlantan is now dead. Brian Williams with (laughs) bodies floating by the hotel. So we'll see how it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bars, nightclubs. There's a lot of America that is functioning. And, and And the cases are going down. The deaths are going down. So and in, did you say earlier over half of the deaths are in New York and New Jersey? Yeah, for the entire country. Come on. So, yeah, that that changes the way you look at it, doesn't it? The total it does, deaths, with all due love and respect for our, our friends in the Northeast. I mean, it's just not ravaging the country. No, not at all. The, the, the curve is flattened. Georgia today, Governor Kemp said he's allowing businesses to open April 24th that include gyms are open. Fitness centers, bowling alleys, barbers. Cosmet- Finally, I can bowl. Cosmetologists. I can bowl with a new hairstyle. Oh, I left a 10-pin. I can bowl with a new hairstyle. And uh, just so I can roll a 300, I get a massage first. Be a little out. Uh, yes. Don't want to be too tense. Right. Throw the ball right in the gutter. Oh, you hooked that bastard. <laughs> You're right into the gutter. <laughs> George's timetable is the most aggressive in the nation. Bars and nightclubs and entertainment operations will remain closed. What's an entertainment operation if a bowling alley isn't? Movie theater? I guess. Concert 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 venue. But anyway, bars, nightclubs, entertainment stuff staying closed. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This means i got to bowl sober? Restaurants and theaters will open in a couple of days. So restaurants, that'll be something to see. Restaurants are opening back up in Georgia and see how they uh, do it. And the question, do people go out? Um, It's open, but are people going to go in there? I'd go if it's pretty empty, but if it's pretty busy, I probably wouldn't go in. I think it's going to be... personally, but I'm not taking my family in there. It's going to be exactly like human beings have behaved from time immemorial when there was a threat. We will stick our head outside the cave. We will look around. We might even walk over to the cave next door. And sooner or later, we'll realize, yeah. all right, the saber-toothed tiger or the, you know, the communists or whatever the threat is. There are the, or the communist Chinese tigers. Bat. <laughs> uh, whatever the threat is, it's no longer here. And then we'll be, we'll go back completely to normal. And, and by the by, anybody who's making predictions about, this is the new normal. Maybe people will never go to bowl games again. No, stop it. Now, I declared earlier in the show, anybody that now uses the term new normal, unless they're being ironic, deserve, right? deserves a punch in the throat. Oh, please. <laughs> yes, please. You're not allowed to say new normal. I think we can get that law passed. Yes. Overwhelming support. So you check and see if the saber-toothed tigers who believe in uh, collectivism are Marxist outside your tigers. Game. Damn them. And... Uh, <laughs> 
Well, like we were talking about, the very first sporting event in America is being held this weekend in South Dakota. They're going to have a race. Now, it's a track that holds thousands of people, but they're only selling however many hundred tickets, and people are going to sit, sit six, six feet apart. I probably wouldn't go. I, I think most places the uh, the shutdown is overblown. I think the rules are overblown. I think some people are being too afraid, but I'm not going to take my family to the car race. Why would I? I I'll I'm catch not... a race later this year. I'll be fine. I, I, I don't understand. You know, I don't need to see a race that bad. Right. It gets back to our theme. It's not a question of essential or non-essential. It's safe or not safe. I don't particularly relish the idea of being in a crowd right now. But I do absolutely think if you run some sort of store or what have you, you ought to be able to be open. You should be able to buy a garden hose at the Home Depot if you're in uh, Michigan. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day that uh, the president is not doing himself much good with these briefings. Uh, you're seeing his approval ratings drop, and you know he said some. He says things that can be easily misinterpreted, or maybe he shouldn't say them, and the rest of it. I don't think those things are helping him. And um, I think uh, you know Joe Biden, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, he's got to be thinking, "Hey, keep it up every day." On the other hand, if old Joe recruits uh, Gretchen Whitmer to be his uh, veep. A governor of oh, yeah. Michigan? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is going to so whip up uh, people. He- we have a sleepy oh, yeah. guy in a basement of a house, <laughs> and he's not moving around. He's not moving too much. I think gosh, you're right. Just, she's a would-be totalitarian. I think the swayables, and that's not a very big portion of the country ever anyway, but the people that can go either way that might think, you know, Biden, comfortable, he's not a crazy person. I'm going to go with Biden. I'm tired of the mayhem. That crowd... You put wit. You put you put a um, uh, what's her name from Minnesota in there, Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, same brand. Just kind of steady as she goes. Nothing crazy. It's not socialism. They're not going to start a war. I'm all right. right with it. That crowd. But you put what's her name from Michigan in there, Whitmer. I think you're going to have a lot of people say, "I ain't going there." Right. And right. Uh, so that's an inter- interesting choice. Uh, also, hey, uh, go oh, so one more COVID-related thing. I was going to say, uh, a couple of doctors in Bakersfield, California, did a press conference, I think it was yesterday, and you might be very surprised by what they had to say. They are leaning way to the side of go about your business, folks, and they're physicians. So we'll get to that uh, in the next segment. The economic portion of this whole thing continues to be a big deal, obviously. We, we talked with Neil Ferguson yesterday, one of the great historians in the world, and we were talking about how big an event this is. And he says, overall, the whole pandemic thing is not going to rank, you know, like as a world event that much. There the be- disease itself. The disease itself. There, there, there is a bigger one in 57, 58. You don't even remember it. Um, but the economic thing, oh, yeah, this will be talked about for centuries to come. This is going to be around for a while. And this is one of the bigger things that's ever happened in the history of money. Um, yeah. The Gap announced yesterday, and Gap is a huge corporation that they're going to stop making paying rent because they can't pay rent. Wow, we're wow. done. With, we're done with our rent. By the by, the Neil Ferguson Extra Large podcast is posted up at ArmstrongandGetty.com. We'll hit you with some highlights uh, on Monday, I think. But a really interesting conversation. If you don't know Neil, he's great. Uh, Scott Scottish, actually, a uh, historian. The uh, super smart and interesting gap, by the way, has that's a, a brand that includes Old Navy and Banana Republic. Right. Um, they have almost you know, thirty three hundred forty five stores globally hmm. and almost three thousand of them are in the United States and Canada and they are running out of cash. There's going to be a lot more of that. And you're going to hear a lot of it come May 1st when this next round of rent is due. Oof. They still got the baby gap. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby gaps is cute. It's a little yeah, expensive. We, yeah, yeah. We used to uh, get some of our kids' clothes there. Mostly uh, we'd get like uh, gift certificates from grandma and grandpa yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty pricey. It's pretty pricey. Your kid looks damn cute in that stuff. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you buy it for a picture or something, but uh, you can't be dressed in it all the time. You know, Jack, honestly, it was mostly for kid number one. And then the novelty of having kids uh, right. wore off, and we yeah. started dressing them in rags, mostly. There's, there's a sameness. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've seen your act before. <laughs> here's here's some rags. Put on some rags. Right, you're crawling, soon you'll be walking. I get it. Oh, speaking of crawling, one final note, and then we'll get to the doctors from Bakersfield. You're going to want to hear this, but... Uh, yeah, you can ride a bike. I've seen this before, all right? <laughs> oh, Oh boy, that almost that crossed a bit of a line. That made me a little sad there. I just I'm I'm appealing to the audience. I'm gonna keep my voice down because I don't want the wrong people to hear this. Uh email me, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you know how to get rid of moles in the yard. Okay? <laughs> they are destroying my yard. Yeah. I've tried about everything. I am willing to consider like like a, a, a uranium I buy from Pakistan, a machine gun, explosives, poison that will wipe out all the deer in the neighborhood. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Could We're you, going scorched earth. I'm even willing to scorch the earth. Could you hire like a meth head to stay up all night long? <laughs> like well, a Bowie knife and he just crawls around. The grass. <laughs> well, you can hire one. I'm not <laughs> sure the job would, will get done. On his yeah. way to Florida to kill Carol Baskin, you'll forget what he was doing. And- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The problem uh, uh, with moles, Jack, is they are subterranean. Ah. And so, uh, yeah. Do you remember the... <laughs> so, <laughs> I can just picture my neighbors walking by, and I've got a tweaker plunging a long knife into my lawn over and over again, trying to hear, trying to kill moles he hears underground. Do you remember when Great. we had the molocost at my house? Which is oh. a, an unfortunate term, but... Uh... <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah, very unfortunate. It, it yes. rained really hard. I just moved into this property and uh, I was out in the country, and the ditch got clogged up, and I couldn't figure out why the the property was flooding, and it was flooding fast. Anyway, figured out the ditch was clogged up, and un, un, unclogged it, and got the water going. And otherwise, I, my house would have been destroyed. It would have been one of the worst, most expensive things that ever happened in my life. The water was up to the house, so it was just the holy cow, and just how high the house was up on the foundation, just like a couple inches. We were that close. I mean, it was like we were sitting in a lake. So do you have like one of those big drainage pipes clogged, or just just literally a ditch? Yeah, one of those great big pipes that's in a ditch that's like I don't know two and a half feet around. Oh, it's all clogged through with the the brush and stuff like that. Anywho, when the water receded. There were dead moles, drowned moles everywhere. Little pink drowned moles is just thousands of them. Really? Across, yeah, the Molocost, oh. we called it. Wow. So I have my plan It was plan, disgusting, then. but I hate moles, and they were destroying everything. So, yeah, it worked so out all right. But it was just need gruesome. like five million gallons of water. Again, then the hawks came and the, the, the buzzards, and it was gross all the way around. Country yeah, living. That's uh, the uh, circle of life or something. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So I just have to flood my yard. But if anybody has a tip, you want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, get I a do. Plan for I, the vultures. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I will consider anything lawful or unlawful. So uh, we got these doctors you're going to hear from coming up. Pretty unique view. Certainly, uh, they are they're they're outliers coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. about uh we got to do clips of the week coming up and sean needs to tell uh, everybody once again about that concert that was on a video game last night i know that i don't even know what that means but it's like huge huge as joe said earlier time has passed me by <laughs> i mean things have changed so much now i'm just i no longer know what's going on so stay tuned for that rappers are debuting songs on video games <laughs> what these are like Brooks coming out of Shawshank. The world went on and got itself in a big hurry. See, right. Cars on the streets and stuff. <laughs> right. So, hey, listen, we, we spaced off doing uh, Cal Clips of the Week. We'll do that coming up in a moment or two. But we promised you the doctors from Bakersfield, they held a press conference yesterday. And they decided to come out and proud and, and speak their piece as they say. We're going to play you a handful of clips and perhaps comment after them. Uh, clip number 54, please. It's Dr. Erickson and Dr. Masihi. We mostly hear uh, Dr. Erickson. Go ahead. I say, do we need to still shelter in place? Our answer is emphatically no. Do we need businesses to be shut down? Emphatically no. Do we need to have, do we need to test them and get them back to work? Yes, we do. Okay. That's unequivocal. Let's hear 55. Is the flu less dangerous than COVID? Let's look at the death rates. No, it's not. They're similar in prevalence and in death rate so we are saying that our response now now that we know the facts it's time to get back to work Um, i'm not sure i agree about the prevalence thing maybe symptomatic cases are but if if the death rate is similar then what is the justification at this point for doing what we're doing is it- well, if I was going to make an argument, it would be, well, asymptomatic people have it, so it can spread more easily, and if we don't do this stuff, then we will see an explosion of deaths. We we have treatments and vaccines for the flu. We don't necessarily have that for this yet. That's a pretty good argument. Yeah, although the you know the flu kills people in spite of all the treatments available. All right. But, right. Not, so, but not like they were dying in New York right. Right. a couple of weeks ago. Right, yeah. Clip 56. We're actually seeing the patients. Dr. Fauci hasn't seen a patient for 20 years. Oh, that's that's petty. Ooh, a Dr. Fauci Fauci. blast. He's out of touch. Snap a rubber glove right at him. (laughs) Uh, Clip 57. We understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. I don't want to hide in my home, develop a weak immune system, and then come out and get diseased. Mm. Your immune system's worthless and weak. All right, how about 58? ER doctors now, my friends that I talk to say, you know, it's interesting, when I'm, when I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Why are we being pressured to add COVID to maybe increase the numbers and make it look a little bit worse than it is? I think so. That's an I, interesting angle. That whole dying with COVID or of COVID is an interesting pressured thing. Pressured by whom? Yeah, I don't know. And for what purpose? I'm not globalists, sure. Globalists, Sean. Globalists. <laughs> the Bilderberg Group. Um, We have heard from several physicians, though, Jack, who've said this is weird and it's different than uh, the usual death reports where um, usually if a person had a variety of conditions 
you would say contributing factors were this and that, and the primary cause was probably that. But it was it was a uh, a deliberate process and one that took care not to pronounce that. Oh, yay, die to this, unless it was perfectly clear. But they said in this COVID thing, ever they're they're being told, listen, just say they died of COVID, even if that's one of four factors. Just go ahead and say it. Partly because the hospitals get paid way, way, way more money by the federal government for COVID sick people than regular sick people. So that's funky. Um, that would explain where the pressure is coming from. Uh, then clip fifty nine. This is not about science, and it's not even about COVID. When they use the word safe, the word safe, if you listen to the word safe, that's about controlling you. So when I talk to all my ER doctors who work in a hospital, no stake in the game, same opinion. Interesting. Yeah. Keeping you safe is the number one method of control that governments use. That's the number one rationale that they use. So you have uh, doctors coming out uh, publicly saying that sort of thing. And these are practicing doctors. It's not like a quack like Dr. Oz. We got this text. I'm just trying to decipher. You GD missed. uh, I'll have to read it when we come back. Stay tuned. Okay, so that lady looks great on Zoom. No wonder she's on Zoom. That to me, that's the biggest problem with the whole Zoom thing is if the camera loves you or not. The camera, mm. the camera hates me. I don't know if I slept with the camera's girlfriend once or what, but the camera hates me. I'm mm. no treat in person, but on the camera, I'm just pug fugly. And uh, and I'd, so I you know I, I don't really enjoy the whole WebEx Zoom meeting sort of thing. It's it's not, yeah, it's not a good yeah. look for me. I keep you know checking myself out and like trying a different chin angle and maybe more light, less light. I well, I got to yeah. suck in my bulbous bright red nose somehow. How do you suck, suck in, in your, your nose? Bright red nose. Um, mm. We got this text by the way, and I'm just reading it because I thought the the writing was pretty good. You GD missed the effing point. Even if a haver sneezes on you, the likelihood of you getting good and sick is almost nil unless you're a decrepitable. <laughs> what? Even if a haver sneezes on you. A haver. I'm the, a COVID-19 I haver, guess. I'm assuming. Okay. The likelihood well, of you. No side one in cracker, <laughs> The likelihood of you getting good and sick is almost nil unless you're a decrepitable. Which is somebody that's got, I guess, high blood pressure or any of the other. Uh, an old and uh, fallen apart. Yeah, that's some good yeah. writing right there. That was Cracker succinct. Cover. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> hey, uh, we uh, we blew it off accidentally, but let's do it now. It's a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Oh, dog bites cow. Oh, cow is in the pool. <laughs> And I always felt like I was fighting Larry for my father's attention. News sources have to rein it in. The daily drumbeat of depression and terror veers into panic porn. At least seven federal civil class action lawsuits against the Chinese government demanding trillions of dollars in damages related to coronavirus. 
This pandemic has reaffirmed the importance of keeping vital supply chains at home. But again, the intent of this money was not for big public companies that have access to capital. The only thing that would be worse than getting the coronavirus would be getting it because a guy dressed like Loki sneezed on your nachos. So I'm asking for a sober, real conversation about the point of diminishing returns when we will have gone so far down the path of shutting down our economy that if we want to fund essential services, we won't be able to. Only conclusion that fits the facts is that either Xi Jinping was reckless or he maliciously spread it. I vote for maliciously spread. How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. The mitigation that we put in, it is the basis for our being able to say that we can now think seriously about reopening America. We have a sleepy guy in a basement of a house and he's not moving around. He's not moving too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. These are strange times. (laughs) I thought they were strange like three months ago. The first Biden-Trump debate will be a, a big ratings getter. Huge. It will either be the best thing I've ever seen or it will kill me. And I'm not sure which. Uh, there are a bunch of clips in there I'd like to comment on. I think it's interesting that Michael Jordan, as a 60-year-old man, still gets choked up and about cries talking about trying to get his dad's attention and competing with his brother. That, that's something. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is something. I wonder. I mean, that's certainly you don't need to be a psychotherapist to think, well, let's see. He was desperate for his father's attention. Dad's often like sports. And so he became obsessively competitive about basketball. I mean, I had no feeling in my life of competing with either of my brothers for my dad's attention. Zero. Um, For whatever reason. And uh Michael Jordan had it to the extent that he still cries about it as a 60-year-old, so that's something. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't think the thought ever occurred no, to me. No. Of course, no. you know, I had a, an older sister and a, a significantly younger brother, so I, you know, but you you grew up in a house of brothers, mm-hmm. band uh, of brothers, if you will. Um, uh, Maybe I was getting all the attention and they cry about it. I have no idea. Right, maybe, right. So maybe you're possible? Larry Jordan. <laughs> I suppose that's the possibility. You're um, the villain. Uh, what was I going to say? I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh, the other clip in there. Originally, when we had Gordon Chang on, and I like Gordon Chang a lot, but I thought it was kind of overblown of him saying that that perhaps China did this on purpose or Xi let it spread on purpose or whatever. But having listened to Tucker Carlson last night about the supply chain and, and Trump's quote in Clips of the Week about our supply chain, maybe Xi said at some point, geez, we make all their medical equipment here? We make all their medicine here? They, they don't have any masks if we don't give them to them. What would happen to them if they got hit with a disease? Well, uh, Gordon Chang, also in that interview, it wasn't succinct enough to fit into clips of the week, but it was the first time I heard the why, what is their motivation for doing this. And if they were the only country to experience this and take the economic hit, all of a sudden everybody kind of either builds on their lead or closes the gap if they're behind them and they, they can leap ahead of them on whatever economic world rankings you have. But if this disease gets global and it affects everybody, 
I no longer lose leads or or, or you right. know you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, sure. It's, so it, and, and it, they didn't they didn't create the disease and like bring it to the United States and start it. Right. It, it organically got out of their lab or whatever happened. It started, but they didn't try to stop it from spreading around the world. Because, because if it hit yeah. other people, then now we are all going through economic yeah. hard times and we don't yeah. lose our bring foot. everybody down. I'm not sure I buy it. But it's interesting. You can't put anything past the Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. As he said, if you were going to try to spread it, if that was your goal, you would have done every single thing the way they did it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Which I just think was evil meeting incompetence as opposed to intentionality. But I don't know. No, I could be wrong. So Sean hipped us to something I would have been completely unaware of that, you know, it didn't make it into my world because I don't play video games and uh, my music tastes are different about or whatever. But what happened last night? So last night, Travis Scott, a uh, a, a rather popular uh, rapper, he did the Super Bowl thing a couple years ago. He was one of the featured guys, not not the, the main. I, I believe I'm correct on that. Uh, but anyways, he, he released a new song last night and did a 10-minute concert where that song was debuted in the video game Fortnite. Did a did, he debuted new songs in the video game Fortnite what? in a concert? Yes, uh, that you were watching? Yes. Uh so I uh 12 million people uh which uh, yeah, hold on right there. How many artists I don't know of any artists who could even <laughs> get 12 million people to tune in to watch their debut song. You know what, Sean? If you can work in the phrase "on horseback" to that description of debuting a song in a concert on a video game, what does that even mean? And twelve million people saw it, which is incredible. Twelve million people logged into the game to experience it through that. There, I'm seeing reports of somewhere between another three to five million people watching streams of the the your your famous video game players. They would do it. And instead of me logging in, I would just watch them do it for whatever reason. So what do you mean do it? Uh, watch the concert. So they would stream yeah. themselves playing the game, quote unquote, watching the concert, and then other people could watch them. So those numbers wouldn't have counted. So in other words, 15 million yes, people yeah. watched, so, which so, is an, crazy numbers in the modern era. And, uh, so the Travis Scott appeared in the, in the world of the game as this gigantic avatar, much bigger than the typical player bases. As the songs changed, his, uh, his appearance changed. And the atmosphere in which you were watching it changed. So you were underwater for one, and he was in like a scuba gear thing, swimming around. I have never been to a concert underwater. Another one was <laughs> in outer space, and you were kind of floating around in this laser light show. It was a, it was a crazy thing. I, I had no idea what to expect, and it blew all of my expectations out of the water. It was, a, it was fun, interesting, and a neat kind of indicator of where things might be and as, going and i saw as in as the crowd you and the crowd you were like a computer game person yeah, so and i got get to, to dance around yeah i get to control my character and uh you, you know make my my character do the little dance emojis like you know the kids doing the floss dance mm-hmm. that's a dance that's from Fortnite. so you get to make your your character do that and other people are also in the world with you so you all start dancing together how about the <laughs> dance the kids all do where they kick their feet out and do the l that is also that's in from Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they banned that from the school but the Did kids they really? do it. oh yeah they, the kids do that all the time wow if you wow. get the upper hand on somebody you do the Fortnite loser dance yeah how about, yeah. They, how about again they the uh the I, world is officially passed me I, by. I had to ban that in our house. I had to really? ban that in our house. Oh, yeah. They do oh, it to each other dance? all the time, and it makes you, yeah. they, it ends up in a fight. Oh, <laughs> no more the loser okay. dance. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. Hey, so positive, Sean, as a guy who knows practically nothing about video games, which I think represents at least a reasonable chunk of our audience. Oh, I, yeah, I, definitely. 
I used to watch my son playing one of them. I can't remember the name of it. It was one of your d- dystopian... It's a little round yellow woman trying to eat dots. No, that's no. Pac-Man. They've advanced quite a bit since then. <laughs> no, no, no. He was in some sort of dystopian hellscape uh, shooting jackal-looking creatures that were trying to eat him. Um, that was my favorite part of the game. But anyway, so is it like you, you have to go to the Lost Mountains and take a left and there's the concert? No, this was this was kind of its own event where you could, hey, I want to go to the concert thing, and it just puts you into the the game state in which Travis Scott is performing. Yeah. Once you're in there, you can then kind of navigate around. And he was constantly moving too, like he would teleport around. Could you around shoot the, him? Uh, <laughs> no, you could you could like swing the tools that you use to like mine wood and stuff. Um, but but there there was no shooting. Um, Mining wood at but, a concert. But with that wood that you would mine, then you could build these structures, right? So some people built a structure so you could be like eye level with this, wow. with, the, with the Travis Scott figure wow. that was thousands of feet tall or whatever. And then more people would see, hey, they somebody built a tower. I got to get to that tower too. So then more oh, people would go wow. to the tower. Could I, could I burn s- down somebody else's tower? Uh, you could probably knock it down, yeah. yeah. I could see my kids I don't know getting if they'd call security on you, but. <laughs> my kids would so get into that. And that was live? That many people watched live? Yeah, that many people I watched don't live. Think t- Taylor Swift could get 15 million people to watch her debut a couple of new songs live. No. Outside of a video game. And and Fortnite has been very forward-thinking in a lot of the way. They've done a lot of cross-promotional things with various movies. They did a Star Wars one. They did one with the Avengers. Uh, One of the the higher-ups at Fortnite about a year ago kind of tweeted out what at the time was a little bit of an innocuous, kind of confusing question about, is do you think Fortnite is a video game or a platform? And, well, uh, it clearly is a platform yeah, at this point. Yeah. Uh, As Joe said earlier, the world has officially passed me by, and there's no catching up, so goodbye, world. I'll be back here <laughs> watching Friends reruns on a Conestoga wagon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see some of the videos of it, I... He's uh, got cable on his Conestoga wagon. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, go to my Twitter, at Positive Sean. I've retweeted a couple of the videos. I think I even retweeted one that's the full 10-minute concert if you want to kind of get a glimpse of, of what it is that we're yes, talking I'm, about. Yes, I'm commenting on Friends reruns on MySpace. That's what I'm doing <laughs> while you watch your Fortnite concerts. <laughs> Tell you what, Friends, is no honeymooners. And if I didn't like the ending of that Friends episode, I'm going to write a letter to NBC. <laughs> Where's a stamp, honey? I found Joey's portrayal objectionable. <laughs> Dearest sirs, um, that is uh, that is something. That's amazing. I didn't even know that was happening, and it was, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that makes anybody feel better about themselves. If you're young enough, you think cool. If you're old enough, you think, yeah, well, I, cl- I guess I'm just out of luck now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've got to admit, I'm, my mind is a little bit blown by a, uh, a, a universe that is so hard to define. It's a game. It's a platform. It evolves. You are participating in it. But with that number of people paying attention, there's a whole bunch of companies that are going to find, hey, where do we find a guy who understands that and throw them money so we can get in on this? Right. At Positive Sean, you can find me. Uh, We're going to finish strong, I hope. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you going to know this fight? Everyone's about social distancing. Do it. Report it. Okay, this is not 
Officer, you don't want to do that. Officer, you don't. Am I being arrested or detained? Am I arrested or detained? Someone call Idaho Freedom Foundation right now and get them on the phone. Okay, so what was happening there? Idaho mom arrested for having a play date with other parents in the park. I, I believe that was, I'm trying to figure out if this is the same story, anti-vax activist Sarah Walton Brady. I believe that's correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. It, so, it was, they were organizing what I saw described as a play date protest. It was specifically, it wasn't, it didn't seem to be just kind of a generic neighborhood. No, it wasn't a play date, it was a protest. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, some guy saw the video of all this happening and started a GoFundMe page. Buy booze for the officer. The description <laughs> is a single sentence. Anyone can donate a dollar to buy booze for the officers and staff that had to deal with the Supreme Karen. Jeez, oh, uh, Karen, if you're not only flattening the curve, but also behind it is a mocking slang term for an entitled, obnoxious, middle-aged white woman. Oh, boy. Uh, he floated the idea in his Boise Facebook group, uh, raising money to buy some beers for the police department. Uh, the, the fund ballooned to $474. So uh, drink up, officers. Oh, for goodness sakes. Boy, this is a good one. Uh, L.A. Times with antibody tests could be used to divide the population into those who are presumed to have immunity and the potentially contagious. And if you're in the latter group, the question is, can you be denied certain services? Could we end up with a population where, like restaurants, where if you have a card, you know, your doctor gave you this card, you tested positive for the antibody, you're okay to come to the restaurant. Sorry, Mm -hmm. you don't have one, you can't come in. Boy, that's right out of a science fiction movie. It really is. Yeah. And that makes perfectly good sense to me. People that are assuming the antibody, you know, makes you immune to it, assuming that happens, why wouldn't you let people who have that card come into your restaurant? Sure. Absolutely. Come on in, folks. Sit down. Hmm. And then would you want to try to catch it since it's like 95% likely you'll get no symptoms? So you well, can get I like the restaurant. at restaurants. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm very hungry. Getting it. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. Nara, uh, here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. <laughs> so silly. Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is. He presses the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Michelangelo. Michael. Uh, yeah, earlier we did a story about Tom Hanks giving a young boy a typewriter, and uh, this just came over. Brad Pitt apparently gave a young girl an eight-track player, so this is <laughs> that's nice. A, a theme, apparently. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Yeah, looking forward to another weekend of uh, video games and binge-watching shows, and I don't know, maybe I'll clean up a little bit or something. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't got responsibilities. I'm just, fl- <laughs> I'm just a leaf in the wind. Jack, a final thought to share with the good folks? Boy, so uh, my wife, Laura, is headed on a road trip with our oldest, so she's going to be gone for till tomorrow evening, and it's going to be me entertaining our very difficult-to-entertain eight-year-old alone uh, with no oh, place boy. to go, and uh, I better learn how to play Minecraft, I suppose. It's pretty much my only hope. I might need some tips. I don't understand what you're doing with that, like, chainsaw thing, chopping down trees or whatever. In my experience, just watch him play it, and he'll go and go and go and go, but... Uh, my final thought is actually a quote from Thomas Jefferson. We were talking about population density in cities, and they need more roles, and it's just a different mindset. Thomas Jefferson, I view great cities as a as pestilential to the morals, the health, and the liberties of man. True, they nourish some of the elegant arts, but the useful ones can thrive elsewhere, and less perfection in the others with more health, virtue, and freedom would be my choice. Hmm. 
So cities then is now just different cultures, more disease, more rules, and just, yeah, Tom, like myself, more uh, into the wide open spaces. My final, final thought, Sean just showed me an internet meme that is uh, Ben Affleck trying to smoke a cigarette with his mask on. That is pretty good. <laughs> so Ben Affleck wearing his mask like a, well, I guess it's the law. In the, the, if you're in Beverly Hills, you have to, no matter where you are. Um, he's got his mask pulled up with a cigarette sticking out the bottom. <laughs> good look for the world's sexiest man. Good sexy look. Jeez. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those clicks we talked about, they're there. We'd uh, love to see an email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts, including the brand new Extra Large with Neil Ferguson, right there. See you on Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.